0: Well, here we are after a long Christmas break on the Let's Go Eat Show, and what way better way to end a long Christmas break than talking about booze, 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 booze. We're going to be talking about locally distilled liquor, spirits. We're going to be talking about making gin, and we're going to be talking about making vodka, and a kind of a whiskey made out of grain. Uh, we've got uh, the people from Beehive Distilling and Sugar House Distillery, people who sunk a lot of money, a lot of their own personal funds into making liquor here in Salt Lake City. Uh, Eric Osling, Matt Aller, Chris Barlow from Beehive Distilling are going to be with us on the show, Uh, and we're going to be talking to uh, James Fowler and Eric uh, uh, Robinson from Sugar House Distillery. And I never really did get a good answer, what's the difference between distilling and distillery? There may, there's probably no difference at all. Uh, we recorded this show at the uh, new restaurant right here in our building, 50 West Broadway. It's 50 West Cafe. This this is a very nice place to come and have some breakfast or lunch, my friends. Uh, we had, uh, I had a, just a little cheese plate here, uh, but... Uh, they had a, uh, a chicken salad. Uh, one of the guys had a flat iron steak sandwich, which he said was great. The sweet potato fries looked delicious, and uh, they, have, they have fry sauce. Plus, I should tell you, there is a full, great liquor menu here at the 50 West uh, Cafe and Club, open for breakfast and lunch. Uh, they got, uh, well, they had Jackrabbit gin here, uh, which is one of the products made by the guys at Beehive Distilling. Uh, and great. So they've got a great liquor menu here. They've got wine. They got beer and delicious food. Uh, by the way, we sampled some of the breakfast earlier today uh, while we were doing the Radio from Hell show. They brought some breakfast upstairs, had uh, uh, biscuits and gravy and some um, French toast and uh Uh, Some um, uh, scrambled eggs and bacon and potatoes. Great breakfast here as well. Open at 7 o'clock in the morning here at the 50 West Cafe. So, let's get on with it. We're going to be talking about booze, talking about gin, talking about vodka, and uh, what it costs to make all of that stuff, how it all works, and uh, where you can get it. It's uh, a lively, it's a spirited conversation, if you will, here on the Let's Go Eat Show. You're
1: it. an eating machine.
0: Who? It's, you are. <laughs> My God. Well, you kept saying, "I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry." I'm hungry. Yeah. What did you What did you have there, by the way? Uh, right into the microphone. Where we started now.
2: This was the flank flank steak or flat flat iron steak.
0: Let me see what we got here. Flat We're iron, uh,
2: the flat iron steak sandwich, fries.
0: We're recording this uh, show, this episode of the Let's Go Eat Show, for the first time at the Fifty West Club, which is the. Um, uh, the the restaurant here at uh, right below X96, it's all part of the building. Oh, this isn't the menu for – this is for yep. – I don't have the – That's the important one, the drink list. Yeah, this is the drink list here. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> 50 West Broadway, and it's uh, the 50 West Cafe. What is it called, 50 West Club and Cafe? We're in the 50 West Cafe. Club is next door. Uh, and we're, uh, today we're going to be talking here on the show with uh, people who know about booze, lots about booze, and, uh, uh, and they're pioneers of a sort here in Salt Lake City, I think. Uh, What-ho pioneers. Let me give, a, give you uh, an introduction to all of the people here. Uh, from Beehive Distilling, we have Eric Ostling. Matt Aller and Chris Barlow, they are three of the partners, You're the only three partners in the, in the Beehive Distilling. That's correct. And then we have with us also, from Sugar House Distillery, uh, the owner and president, James Fowler. And uh, we also have with us the uh, lead distiller, Eric Robinson. And we're going to be talking about booze here at the 50 West Club, uh, 50 West Cafe. Uh, and uh, you should come in and try this. The guys are having some lunch here. I'm having a little cheese plate, and you all assure me that the food is really good, right?
1: Oh, yeah? fantastic! Yeah, really yeah. Fantastic. sweet good. potato fries. I,
0: yeah. I want to thank that sweet potato fries here. Excellent! Yeah. And I want to thank what are you? What do you have in there?
3: What is that? That's a fried chicken salad. Fried chicken, very good. Looks
0: great. And yeah, and you, uh, uh, some. Uh, I guess a hungry dog was sitting under Chris's place <laughs> you had the uh, flat iron steak sandwich and it's disappeared
4: yep it's gone
0: and james what are you having
4: the uh asian chicken salad very very yeah,
0: and you're having a salad good. as well
5: mediterranean salad
0: oh yeah it looks good good it's great. good yeah, excellent it's really good. great i'm glad that was kind of dangerous of me to ask that because you know my boss owns this restaurant if you well geez the food sucks <laughs> i guess i said, well i guess we weren't we won't be doing the podcast today <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about booze today, uh, James. I met uh, right before the Christmas break, and he contacted me on Facebook and said, uh, "I've just uh, brewed up some uh, some whiskey, and if, I know you like whiskey, so come on over to Sugar House Distillery and we'll have uh, we'll have some. Excuse me, Sugar House, yeah, Distillery, yep. uh, and and uh, get some and, we'll, and try it out. And I tried it out over the Christmas break. Well, I should say I tried it out over. Maybe four or five days of the Christmas break, and then it was all gone. <laughs> it went fast. I drank it fast. It was really easy to drink, James, and delicious. And thanks for inviting me over.
4: Yeah, no, thank you for coming in.
0: Yeah, and um, and we started to talk, and I said, well, I'd like to talk about you know brewing uh, uh, whiskey and and uh, stuff, and brewing uh, locally, and and uh, he and I don't know if he brought beehive up or I did or something because I I knew you guys were in. Also doing it, but I hadn't tried your stuff, and uh, and we just kind of hatched this idea of getting both of these entities together and talking about making alcohol for, for consumption. And I guess the first question I want to ask all of you is why you do it. It's it's uh, I would assume you you put a lot of personal money into doing this. Um, I would assume James, James was a salesman. I forget what kind of a salesman, but I would, you, I would assume you took a lot of personal money that you made and said, I'm putting this personal money into making a distillery, and I would assume you guys have similar stories. It, yeah. it's, it's, you're taking a big chance on doing this. And we'll, start, let's, we'll start over here just to my left with
1: uh, Eric at Beehive Distilling. Why, why do you do this? You know, this all started as an idea. The three of us have been friends for over 20 years. And uh, we had been talking about, you know, there's some other groups in town. High West, for instance, up out of Park sure. City. yeah, I know. They've been Bay, very successful with Bay that. Perkins, yeah. And uh, we started looking at this as a interesting business model. Um, we all enjoy fine spirits. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know as we as we talked about it a little bit more we saw interest in it and Chris really started doing the research he distills for us mm-hmm. he started doing the research and um, you know we, we saw it as a possibility we saw it as something that was creative um, a craft that we could perhaps learn and see if we could get into and it was a long shot I mean yeah you're right we put you know personal money into it we don't have outside investment uh, personal money into it time uh, it's it's very time intensive chris's is pretty much you know twenty four seven on what we're doing, and uh, the rest of us have a lot of our sweat yeah. invested Wh- as well.
0: What's your background? Uh, photography. Yeah, yeah,
1: commercial photography.
0: How about you, Matt? What's your uh, What's
3: your background? What do you do? You know, I'm a graphic designer. You got get really close. I'm a graphic designer, and I, I own a branding firm in Salt Lake as well. Uh-huh. so the interest was to me was. Um, I thought it would be really interesting to sell a product instead of a service, Yeah, something that people would go and buy on a Saturday when I wasn't there. Uh, thinking was um, it was also a good chance to be creative and showcase some of our photography and marketing skills, our creative skills. So
0: do you guys do the website? You do the photography, and you, guys, you do the labeling? and, and Label, graphic design, yeah, all very, that. very nice. I mean, I, I was looking at your website before I came down here. Very nice design, very nice website. I looked at it and I said,
3: "Somebody, whoever did this knows what they're doing." Great, oh, thank you. Yeah, very, yeah. thank very, you. Looks good. Yeah, uh, so uh, you know, a good ch- a good chance to showcase what we do as well as um, be creative in terms of uh, the flavor, the taste of the gin. Try different recipes, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, did did your uh, are, do you have a family? Yes, you, a wife and kids, and did, wife, three daughters, and did your did your wife say to you, "I, I don't want you putting your money, <laughs> did you, I don't want you putting our <laughs> money into gin"? What are you thinking? <laughs> <Did> you,
3: <laughs> you know, I, I talk about a lot of, of things that I'm going to do and and not do. So when I tell her I'm going to do something, she kind of rolls her eyes, like "Sure, you are." Uh-huh. But I think she thought that until it actually happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And then she went, oh, my God. What I'm so proud. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and, um, Chris, talk a little bit about what, what, do you, what, what did you do before you did this? Uh, I did commercial
2: photography as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I moved to town in 94, started assisting for Eric. Uh, Eric was working for Matt at the time, freelancing for Matt, so that's how we all kind of connected way back when. Uh, and I just I was in commercial
0: photography. And uh, liked, and, and then you guys would get together and drink gin, yeah, drink gin. Exactly. Gin is it gin because gin was your preferred drink, or why did you decide you know to do gin at Beehive Distillery? You know, distilling. We,
2: yeah. Well, f- for me, my favorite drink is whichever one I have
0: usually. Yeah. But you know, part I, of, I part know the, of the I know I, I know I know that feeling. That's you it's know not, it's how there, it goes. My, like, my, like my wife will, my wife will say to me. Uh, Uh, well, if you think you're drinking a little too much, why don't you just get some stuff that you don't like that much? And I say, well, then I'll just drink that anyway. (laughs) Got to get get rid of it. I I got to get something better. Sure. Yeah, no, we we went into it, and it's, you know, you're starting
2: out, and you either have to, you know, buy, buy whiskey from someplace else, you know, package it up real pretty, convince people that you made it, sell it, or you've got to, Sell a white spirit, which means you're selling a white whiskey, or a vodka, or a gin, or a white rum, something that you can you can actually sell quickly if you're actually going to make it yourself. Uh, and, and I mean, this is a year and a half after you started the process and after you've been spending money, so you kind of have to sell something. Mm-hmm. And for us, you know, we all come from a, a creative art background. We just thought gin was something that we could really take and be creative with it and make. Something that's unique and it's its own standalone product. It's yeah. not, it's not Bombay Sapphire with a twist. It's mm-hmm. not Hendricks with the twist. It's totally different than those two. Yeah,
0: it's um, it's interesting what what you said, and I know what you're alluding to. Um, it takes a long time to turn out a rye mm-hmm. or a, a or a bourbon. Or I mean, you can't just say within a, a year, here's my here's my bourbon, here's yeah. my rye. It's it's ten years or what what six, what is it six years at a minimum or eight, eight well, you, a oh, bourbon,
4: for a straight bourbon it's two years oh it's only two and but still that's, yeah, yeah but to really get some good flavor I think you're going to be four to six years
0: four to six years before you got something that's really yes and then and then we're talking eight ten twelve and and more to get the really so and so and, and I know where I know where you're coming from and we'll yeah. just let it and go I with mean that. And it's yeah. it works yeah. Uh, so, so, so gin, uh, gin, the, uh, oh, let me, let me ask both of you this now, because I keep making this mistake, Beehive Distilling, Sugarhouse Distillery, is, the, is there a goddamn bit of difference or what? Uh, they didn't, they didn't call us when they're <laughs> yeah. their name. Uh, it's, it's a little confusing. I don't know. Do you care if I make a mistake and say? No. No. Okay. Because I'm, I'll, I'll, go back. And, you care, don't you? I can no, tell I, by. I, my, I don't care. Okay, I was going <laughs> to say, but I thought the look on James' face you, is you can say, you say, you, say you say it one more time, and I'm going to to you, you son of a bitch. this is over. So, 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 you guys now are you are you doing this full time now, Chris?
1: Uh, I'm pretty much doing it full time. Yeah. yeah, and are you? But you guys still are. Uh, we're part. We, I would call us part time. Uh, oh. We we talk every day. We email every day. And there's always something going on. We all participate in bottling, Mm -hmm. labeling, doing all of the the groundwork. Our wives uh, sometimes Mm -hmm. help out on that as well. So um, it is really all hands on deck at certain times. How how long have you been in business at Beehive Distilling? Beehive Distilling. Uh, We have been on the shelves in Utah since June. We were licensed in the state of Utah in December, or no, excuse me, January first, mm-hmm. and um, our federal license was August, August of, of the same year. So, we've been working at this for about two years, uh-huh. but actually licensed and on shelves and able to distill our product, which we can get into that process at some yeah, point we, we'd too. Because like to I know James has got, you know, we have stories there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so it's been about two years.
0: I'm gonna guess you're not, you have not recouped your investment yet. Not no. yet. <laughs> no, we have not. Uh, I think
2: tomorrow though, is the day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but do but do you see uh, uh, I mean are you feeling good? Uh, do you see
1: kind of like oh. 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 I mean, yeah, I personally I think we feel quite good about it. Yeah. I mean it's been it's been nice. I mean the community's really embraced us. We have some traction going starting to happen out of state as well. We're still very small. I mean, make we can make no bones about that. Limited resources, I suppose. But yeah, we've done we've outperformed what we projected, and um, I, I mean, to that note, we're very thankful that people have been so welcoming of it. You know, I mean, we obviously think we enjoy drinking it. We like our product, you know. But but you've got a lot of people out there with the opinions. I mean, it's, you're talking about food and beverage, and yeah. people have personal brands. I yeah. mean, you're not going to lure the sapphire drinker away unless they enjoy your spirit. So you
0: know uh, by the way, let me just say this about gin and then I'm not n- neglecting you James. We, we got plenty of time and uh, let me say this about gin and I uh, and then so and you guys make it and see what you think about this. I don't really like the sapphires and, and those. They are refined out of existence. They don't taste like anything to me. Uh, I, I'd, I'd rather have a gin, a gin that tastes like a Christmas tree. You know, I go. I go to a kind of a, a cheaper gin. I want gin to taste like a, da- a juniper berry. I want it to be. I want it to be ginny. And when you get to those Bombay, bomb, you know, the expensive
1: sapphires and all that,
0: they, they're, it's like they've take, tried to take the taste away from them.
1: Yeah, I think they. I think they do. Uh, they're botanical. They probably aren't using as much in the way of botanicals as we are. They're they're absolutely huge. They're producing volume, and I'm sure that cost is a factor when you when you consider a mass produced spirit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that they make a good gin. I have to say, but I understand what you're saying about uh, the Christmas tree and losing that pine. Yeah, you know that. I mean, it's juniper, but yeah. I think people relate to it as piney. Yeah, flavor. Oh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, and we enjoyed. I mean, we we wanted a big bold flavor. Our, our our gin, I would say, is a pretty big bold gin, mm-hmm. but there is a different. You know, you've got the juniper flavor, but you also have sage coming out, some spice. Um, I think people find it to be—it's—it's it's definitely not the same as the big production gins, mm-hmm. but uh, we obviously love it. I'm so. embarrassed to say that I have not
0: yet tried it, but I—I I will. And I,
2: well, I we should—we should get you a pour. They sell it here.
0: They do. They yeah, sell it on there, the yeah. menu. Oh, I thought you said it wasn't on the menu. No, no it is on the menu. They do. Yes. Oh, well, I. Let's see, what do I have left to do today? <laughs> I'm trying to think if yeah. I can, if I can I might you, do that. You can edit tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Uh, James uh, uh, James Fowler, uh, Sugar House Distillery. Um, uh, how about your story a little bit? Just uh, uh, why, why did you get into the business of making um, spirits? And where did you start and how and why?
4: Um, a lot of the reason I got into it is I really enjoy making things. Um, I've been doing sales for the last 10, 15 years, and one of the partners in the company has always told me that you need to wake up and do something that you enjoy, and then you're not going to work. And I kept trying to find these things to do in life, and every day I felt like work. And, you know, I've home brewed for many, many years, and I started seeing more breweries and going to a lot of the distilleries. And over time, it was the interest definitely sparked that I wanted to open a distillery mm-hmm. and do something like that. Yeah, and
0: uh, um, as you uh, traveled around the country, did you, you you always enjoyed trying other?
4: Oh yeah. I, well, and I think local is a is a huge thing, and I've always felt like Utah hasn't had that um, that we needed to offer more local products from Utah, and uh, and I really. It, it, made me want to do something here in Utah more than ever.
0: So uh, Sugar House uh, Distillery,
4: Distillery is where, where are you located, by the way? So we're kind of in the sugar hood. We're down off West Temple and 2200 South. So some people may say we're not in Sugar House, but the uh, S line goes right behind our building. Yeah. So very close. Yeah, that, yeah.
0: I would say it's sugar. It doesn't feel quite like Sugar House when I came to your place. But then I went, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, there's the train. It's got to be. No,
4: sugar. we we really like the name Sugar House, um, just with all the references with uh with liquor, and we just felt like that was a great name. People in Utah would really identify it, you know, that it was a local product, and that's... So you started out making what? We started off making a vodka. Once again, it's a product that we could sell from day one um, and get some revenue coming in, and so... What's the difference? I this is going to sound... Um, I, there'll be a lot of people who listen to this
1: who don't drink a lot.
0: They don't know. Sure. What is the difference between vodka and gin?
1: Well gin is basically flavored vodka. Essentially, essentially. Yeah. Essentially. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's uh and and by saying that I don't mean flavored whipped cream flavored or yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's definitely it's a traditional style but it's based on vodka spirits. So. It's distilled essentially the same way. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It,
4: exactly. It's infused with those bonnets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, with the yeah
1: so we macerate herbs and uh, botanicals in that alcohol, whereas with vodka generally you're going for purity. You just want it and 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 this i don't mean as an insult
0: either i've always thought of vodka as something for people who don't really like the taste of alcohol absolutely they don't want to, they don't yeah. want to taste booze they don't care for the taste of booze.
4: They want to just mix it into something. Yeah.
0: Uh, Is that kind of of true?
4: Well, I I think that's a whole other discussion because if you take a top-shelf vodka, and I think if you go over to Europe, I think that they're going to say they want to taste that grain and they want those flavors from that vodka. But I think in America, I do think that people don't really want to taste it. They want it to mix in. And that's a lot where we went with our vodkas. We just made it as neutral as possible and tried to really yeah. tame it down. So,
0: so, so, But in Europe, vodka is rougher tasting. And I have noticed that. And I'll drink it uh, straight in yeah. Europe on ice or just yeah. as cold as I can get it without ice. And it's... And, and it does taste rougher, and, and I kind of like that.
4: Yeah, that grain really, yeah. I think that they bring that grain flavor out more. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: I think Sugar House, though, yours is really drinkable straight. I yeah. mean, it's. I think it's good with a cube, you know. Yeah. Just mm. simple, straight. It's nice. Mm.
0: Uh, now you have to, you can't, this is the uh, guy who yeah. makes it, Eric, uh, Eric Robinson. Wait. And you have, to go, you have to leave and your top right. right straight into it we're then. just
5: trying to create products that actually have some flavor I think uh, vodka can be ex- exciting again something that people can sip and enjoy um, it's not something that we're trying to create uh, some bland rubbing alcohol something right. that you know we don't want something that in my mm-hmm. mind that's associated to the to the bottom shelf I yeah. mean, no offense to the people that make that stuff but we're just, we're just looking at... Oh, offense
0: taken, though. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure. they should take offense. They yeah. should, because you, because you say no offense, but you meant offense. Yeah. I can tell. <laughs> if you put it in a plastic bottle, it does not come the here to show. piss people yeah. off. Yeah. Sure. Well, just piss them off. It doesn't matter. All right. I do a good job with that. I was in the liquor store the other day around Christmas, and they're... they're you know how they put stuff that's clearance. No, We're not going to ever get this product again. And there was some vodka there that was whipped cream vodka, I think. Oh, and yeah, so they abound. What is it? Uh, no, they say they abound. Oh, there's and, a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, whipped cream vodka, you know, we're never getting this again. Buy it now. And I said, did, I, I can't imagine that anybody would ever buy this in the first place. Whipped cream vodka.
5: yeah. You know, there's a, there's a market for that. And um, <laughs> that's that's not one we plan on going down. But,
0: where, uh, where did you uh, get... Uh, a passion. Did and did any of you uh, ever have an illegal still in your house?
5: I did not. I was uh, started homebrewing when I was eighteen with beer. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. and I've I just always had a passion to. Uh, I like making things with my hands, yeah. so it started with homebrewing. I had the idea at that time maybe someday I'll work in a brewery commercially. I ended up taking a detour for fifteen years mm-hmm. and. I actually built ski lifts for oh. that time, traveled all over North America, mm-hmm. and opportunity came up uh, six years ago to work for another distillery here in the state, and uh, <laughs> not naming names mm-hmm. here, yeah. but uh, it, it was a great opportunity, and I came on board with Sugarhouse Distillery working for James uh, back in October, so... More, more creativity, more freedom. Mm-hmm. Just kind of for, forge my own path yeah. and and be able to do that without having any restraint. So yeah. I just always enjoyed creating things with my hands.
0: Did it, Did any of you ever do that? Have a still? Home stills are illegal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But did you ever do it? So, um,
2: stills are totally illegal.
0: I, so you did. <laughs> I mean, I always, I, I had a, I had a friend who was a home, a home brewer, and I always, uh, I've always liked whiskey, and he said, "Well, we could build a still. It's easy enough to do." So we just go, we'll go down to Lowe's and get a water heater. No, you know? no, no.
1: We've seen those on TV, but
0: yeah, don't do a water heater. No,
1: there's a better way to do it.
0: Yeah. The
2: internet—that's the best. Oh, just to go do look it. at go internet. look at the internet. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so
0: don't 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 fess up to anything. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I'm not saying you do it now. You don't have to. You have a legal distillery.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, totally legal. Yeah, yeah, so, James. So back in the '90s, uh, I came home one night and the DEA was at my door, and somebody had seen me out using my Wort Chiller, making homebrew, and they. Literally thought I was doing something illegal. Oh, that's crazy! And it was a scary situation because at the time homebrewing wasn't legal in Utah, right? And it was federally legal, but the state and and one of the officers was adamant about me, you know, going to jail for it, and the other officer was adamant about trying my homebrew. So it was <laughs> it was the most it was the most bizarre thing that ever happened.
0: Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was illegal to homebrew in Utah, although the beer nut. Still existed. Yeah. Correct. He yeah. could he could sell the pro. He could sell all the stuff to make it, but it was illegal to yep. make it to make it at that time. And yes. uh, exactly. and, and now, I mean, there's still restrictions, uh, sort of on what a home brewer can make certain number of gallons, gallon of, limits of beer and or wine, and it has to be for personal consumption and whatever. Right. I
4: yeah. think that's the big thing with the with the government is that they don't want to see you selling anything, and once that you sell it, that's the I think. Well, and we see this in the manufacturing that uh, taxes are so important to them. Everything is about taxes. We have to do a lot of reports, and it all goes back to making sure that we're paying every last little penny of tax. And
0: you have to account for every single drop of alcohol that comes out of it. Yeah, them, right?
4: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the process. of. So you, get, you decide that you're going to do this. I mean, I guess you, the first place you had to start was with the state
1: and um, see, see if it's even possible to do it, right? Yeah. I, I'm not sure if, James, if you guys had the same path, but I imagine you did. I mean, we, we started when we started looking into it and investigating it, um, you know, you you first license with the, with the federal government, actually. Mm-hmm. And then for that license to be valid, you have to be licensed by the state of, that you reside in. Mm-hmm. And at that point, then you end up, um, shenanigans going on, at that point you end up um, moving through that state process, approvals at that level, you're granted your license or not, Uh and then you can actually start distilling. That's when you're legal to distill. In the meantime, you know, you have an investment in your facilities, in your equipment, that is just sitting, waiting to be run, so...
0: So you 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 want to get all so, so you have to prove that you're serious by having all that stuff. And you line up your paperwork exactly. And they could have they could tell you no.
4: They could have yeah. e- easily.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, they have every right. Yeah.
4: We actually went before a committee, um, both of us at the same meeting, and uh, we basically i do sales pitches of, of why we should open and uh, it, i think if it was the same for you guys but it was pretty worrying when we got the call the night before of hey you better come put your sales hat on and bring pictures of your still and you got to convince these guys why that they should let another distillery you know be in the state of utah so. how many
0: distilleries are there in the state of utah there's uh high west there's beehive there's sugar house what else is there
1: I think, is there five now?
4: There's, oh, there's
0: uh, up in Ogden. Five. There's uh, yeah. the Ogden people zone. make the five wives, zone, yeah. yes. you know?
4: Yep. And then there's um, we Jay at the Hive Winery just got licensed. Oh, oh, that's he right. He could make I, yeah. a brandy. I saw that. And then there's another one that just popped up, uh, Outlaw, which I don't know anything about. Yeah, they're
1: licensed though now, right? Is yeah, that they correct? are licensed, they're licensed but, but I but haven't, we haven't heard seen anything product. come from them. And yeah. then mm-hmm. I
4: know that there's... Probably at least three more in serious works. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, what do
1: you think will they will they allow all of this? Do you think? Uh, I personally think they will if, if the people you know are set up properly mm-hmm. and everything's legal. I, I suspect that they will. Do you like do you like this? Do you like it that they're more and more coming along? But uh, uh, Sugar
0: House and, and Beehive. Do you like that? I that? think
4: that we need it. I think that um, right. we need we need to have other people doing it so that we can get the local word out and i think if it was just one of us or two of us um it would take a lot longer where we're focusing on some whiskeys and, and beehives focusing on gin um i think it really helps bring it along a lot quicker
0: um now let's talk about the sales aspect of this Uh, Do you have have to sell your product in the state liquor store? Do they – I I, I assume you want to, uh, but does it –
4: No, you don't. So I I have actually a packaging agency at Sugar House Distillery, and, for instance, our whiskey is – right now is only sold at our distillery – uh, by the way, talk about your whiskey a little bit because that's what I try. So it, it's a malt whiskey. Um, it is proofed in ninety-two. So we've we've kind of proofed it up there for people that really like whiskey. Um, it's been aged in uh, five or it's been aged in ten and fifteen-gallon uh, new American oak barrels for approximately about nine months. And and doing it in those smaller barrels really brings that flavor profile a lot quicker. And we are we're aging in 30-gallon uh, and 53-gallon-sized barrels, but that's going to be for the future. Those have got to be aged, you know, two to four years, kind of what we talked about earlier. So, are so you're
0: in the process of, of um, you're eventually going to go into uh, bourbons and things like yeah, that. Yeah,
4: absolutely. It? We want to focus on some other whiskeys. Um, we want to get into some bourbons and, uh, you know, get into some smoked whiskeys, get into some hop whiskey, mm-hmm. you know, do some really fun things. We'd like to do... Um, you know, and, and maybe not everybody's going to like them, but there's going to probably be some people that are really going to like some, and other people's. You know, maybe a hopped whiskey isn't for them.
0: So you have you have one still. We do. Yeah, and you guys have one still. Is that? Yeah, that's correct. Is do. Yep. It this, is it a similar uh, still? Uh, I'd say no. They're di- I mean, do they have to be different, or? Either. Oh no! Is this? This is Jackrabbit Gin. All right, let me let me try this, and then we'll the get rocks. back into the still here. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, throw throw
2: the fruiter fru- Throw
0: get, the fruit away. Yeah, get rid of That's that right there. away. Here we go. I haven't sipped that mm, it smells good. Okay. Mm. Nah, nah,
1: nah. I'm oh. around it all day. Right? <laughs> the bats. It, it smells it. like the distillery. <laughs>
0: Very distinctive. Got a lot of flavor. Mm, I shouldn't have had that cheese first.
5: <laughs>
2: Cracker.
0: <laughs> really, um, not like any other gin I've, I've had. Right. A um, lot of flavor. Good, really good, uh, really smells great. It smells like Gin. After. I, it's very nice, very well, thank good. Thank you. It's um, what? You, it's not piney. It's not. But there's some kind of. Uh, oh, I know what it is because you told me what it was. Now I know what it is. It's sage. There's yeah, a the sage the, comes through in the middle. There's a yeah. there's a there's a sage
1: quality mm. to it. Exactly. I think you picked that up on the nose yeah. as well. Yeah, hence jackrabbit. Now that's why it's called jackrabbit gin. That's correct. The sage. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. we think it's um, one of the things that we mm, thought about was it, it smells a little bit like the desert after a rain, and that's a little bit. Of a floral description. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you get that sense yeah. going on there. Yeah. And, you know, sagebrush, we're not using sagebrush just for the record. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, culinary sage. So, <laughs> okay. Rather than our temp well, chef. But, you know, yes. It's cheaper. <laughs> it would be a lot cheaper. <laughs> we, we looked into it, you know, in the first month. but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's very good. Uh, and you're, you're done, I saw on your website you've done a second gin, which is a golden in color. Uh, Chris, what's, yep. that, what's that all about? It's
2: our barrel-aged gin. So it's it's essentially the same botanical bill as the jackrabbit. Uh-huh. We beef it up a little bit because we're taking uh, used wine barrels, mostly Chardonnays or other neutral whites, and I bring them in and I pull them apart, and then I retorch the insides of them, and so they get a nice, heavy, heavy burn like a whiskey barrel. Mm-hmm. And they put them back together. I'm amazed that they don't leak every time it's. I no. call Eric and Matt.
0: I'm like, these ones didn't leak either. <laughs> it's crazy. Do you do all this work yourself? Yeah, yeah. Re- really? All of yeah, it? Yeah. You're the, you're the I'm only... I'm out there
2: by myself most of the time. So if you ever want to come out and talk, <laughs> I'm super lonely.
0: <laughs> uh, do you guys sell at your store as well? We don't. You we do don't. not sell. Do, no. you, do you welcome people coming out and like, uh, saying hi and looking yeah, around? Yeah, for or the, the you?
2: most part. I mean... No. It's good to have heads up. Hey, like, school tours, yeah. Like I just <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Elementary, yeah.
1: elementary schools. Oh, and, the kids love the place. Yeah. Right, their scooters all over. Yeah, it's great. So. Um, yeah, we kind of need appointments to have people. <laughs> yeah, come yeah. okay. It's yeah.
2: the but but the barrel aged. I mean, it's it's a totally different it's a totally different thing. It's like we put them back in. We let them sit for about eight or nine months. And empty them out and bottle them down, mm-hmm. and it's it really pushes towards the whiskey, bourbon flavors. You get the vanillas from the wood. You get a lot of the the we almost get almost a peaty, smoky thing because when I put them back together, they're still kind of smoldering. Hmm. They're still kind of hot, so a lot of the smoke ends up inside the barrel. Uh,
0: was whose idea was this, or is this a, is this an idea you borrowed from somewhere? The, you saw somebody else uh, doing, or
2: pe- people pe- are doing people are doing aged gins. I don't know anybody that's pulling apart barrels, charring them, putting them back together, going that route. And it's like I like I like making stuff. It's like I make furniture yeah. for my house. I I, I make things. Mm-hmm. So this was just like ah, oh, it's it's way cooler because I can actually pull a barrel apart, burn the shit out of it, put it back together, and put booze in it.
0: Uh, somebody gave me a gin from uh, New York uh, when we were in uh, in the city. Uh, was it, uh, and it's green something, green, 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 hook. green hook, a local gin. It was made, it was, I think it was made in New York or mm-hmm. maybe Washington. Real, it was really quite good. And But so there there are more and more boutique gins, I guess, being made certainly. around, yeah, around certainly. the country. Definitely. And, oh, there he is burning. A, so
2: there's the process.
5: Uh,
0: send, will you send me, and both of you, uh, and you're also now getting a, a call from Emily Baer. Great. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She, She's won't leave me alone. I told her I'm married. Like. Um, uh, by, by the way, if you both, uh, if uh, James and uh, you guys, send, like, send me that picture, I'll give you an email, we'll and, and we'll uh, put those on our website and stuff as well okay. when we when we uh, run this podcast. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I was back to let's talk. Boy, I like that. I haven't had a drink in hours <laughs> uh let's, talk, let's go back to uh um uh talking about uh, the stills uh as you could uh, uh you could essentially use the same kind of still if you or i mean you you, you don't need a different kind of still to do gin uh, you
2: kind of do. Yeah, do yeah you kind of do yeah i mean uh, like, the bare-bones basics of a still, all it does is heat something up and then cool the vapor back down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could use the same still to make, you know, whiskey, gin, vodka. Same kind. Theoretically, yeah. vodka. Yeah. Vodka's more difficult because it's... Uh, and the vodka guy should be talking yeah. about this, yep. but...
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: Why is vodka more difficult?
4: Well, vodka has to be... Has to go up to 190 proof. And so, you you're basically... To have it be called vodka or to be making vodka, it has to go to 190 which is ever clear. And then you proof it back down to normally 80 We proof ours at 82 and, and so, that's simply
0: And that's simply,
4: just to be honest about it, and it's not,
0: it's just you, you put water in it, right? We want one. You put water in it.
4: We do. We yeah. absolutely do.
0: And, that, I mean, that's what everybody does. Mm-hmm. That's not. Yeah. yeah you know, you say, what are you watering down the vodka? I mean, that's. That's how you do it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we just put water in it and bring it back down. But to get it to 190, you have to keep distilling it. And so our still um, has bubble plates, and each one of those bubble plates is a distillation process. And so we have to keep running it through those plates and through those plates and through those plates, um, which is kind of an interesting discussion on marketing because a lot of times you'll see vodka that will say six times distilled or eight times distilled. Well, more than likely, that vodka has been distilled 24 times or, you know, way more than six times. And and it it is an interesting. um, Why why don't they say that then? I, I, you know, I don't know. I've Uh, I've never understood.
2: (laughs) Mostly because there's a lot of marketing because a lot of people aren't actually making their spirits. That's honestly, that's the truth. So they'll fall. Talk back. about that. No, well, they'll fall back on. Let's, let's talk about on that marketing. In a and not actually Yeah, talk
0: about that in a making. general way. They're yeah. bu- they're buying spirits from other companies, mm-hmm. and then they're marketing. Yes, yeah. I mean, and it's and it's very common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, you go like if you go to the liquor store today, the state Utah state liquor store, you will you will buy uh, lots of there. I mean, there are lots of liquors in there that are simply. R- People go to uh, a, a big distillery that has ba- that has barrels and barrels and barrels and barrels of whiskey or gin or whatever, and uh, they 'll buy them and they 'll say and then they just put them in their own bottles right yeah,
4: yeah. yeah i mean it 's pretty common you could go in and get a wye, uh, rye whiskey. And you could probably buy it in six different bottles, and you could probably pay anywhere from one hundred and twenty dollars to nineteen ninety nine for the exact same whiskey.
0: Because not very many people really do rye whiskey,
4: right? Yeah, exactly. It's becoming more with some of the distilleries. It's becoming uh, more popular that some people are making them. Mm-hmm. But exactly right. But it's it's very common. I mean, in Utah, I believe you know we have at least a couple people, if not more, that just and that's all they're doing is yeah. is. Is buying product on the open market and bottling, maybe it. maybe
0: blending a couple of things and putting a nice label on it, and then sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, and again, that goes back to the discussion we had earlier. You guys wanted to do something that was just simply purely your own, well, and,
1: and you did too. In yeah. terms of gin, I mean, uh, uh, these guys are actually starting off grain, I believe. Yeah.
4: So uh, we for your for your vodkas,
1: w- well. Our, whi- our vodka is a mixture. Our but v- your whiskey.
4: Yeah, our, our whiskey is. One, is off a of grain. Is 100% okay. off a yeah. of grain. Exactly. So. And what is what is gin and off So
1: of? gin starts, we start off of uh, ethanol base. So we do purchase uh, essentially that 190 proof alcohol. And then our process happens when Chris macerates the botanicals. And then it's distilled. It's redistilled. Goes through the still, comes out the other side, which yeah. is a London, it's a London dry style of making gin. So so it's, so it's vodka that's been infused and then it's redistilled. Redistilled and then proofed down with water. Mm-hmm. And that gives us our flavor profile. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes gins kind of unique. I mean, that's been a standard practice for English gins. Basically, mm-hmm. since the English passed a law that required that, yeah. so that they could monitor alcohol consumption,
0: gin, uh, gin is interesting too in that it was uh, first introduced into England as a really cheap kind of alternative to other alcohols. And uh, it, I just read this horrible article how gin almost destroyed
1: <laughs> London. You know, it was gin, like, gin lane.
0: Yeah, I mean the gin soaked rooms of yes. london and uh um uh, because it was so plentiful and so easy to get mm-hmm. and uh and really low quality yeah and, and really low quality yeah and b- people were just and bathtub gin people right. people just made it in their bathtubs and mixed it up and drank it out of their tubs and all of that kind of stuff during I, during prohibition in this country
2: and now we just bathe in it
0: yeah so. <laughs> we don't drink it anymore um these this is very now let me ask you this question I've had three or four sips of this glass of jackrabbit gin from Beehive Distilling. And I feel its effects. Uh, I've, I've, I'm i almost certain if I'd had three or four uh, sips of uh, bourbon, I would not feel quite the same way. I'm almost certain. Gin seems to affect me more strongly than bourbon does. I, I get... A little woozy and tipsy faster. With is 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 that my imagination? Is it is it my imagination, Eric? What I think again.
5: I think it comes back to possible body chemistry. Different people react to different spirits. I uh, do
0: have British ancestry. Yeah. Maybe that's a, <laughs>
5: ding 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 ding. I, just talking to a lot of people over the years, friends or just out and about having a good time. The people that you talk to, while well, I stay clear of tequila or. Rum's not my thing. You know, it brings out this side of me. Or it's, it's, you know, I, I really do think spirits react different depending on who's drinking them. And, yeah. I don't know. It, it seems like everybody has their spirit that they tend to stay clear from. I yeah. mean,
0: make no mistake, I'll drink anything <laughs> if, it's, if it's there, you know, and nothing else is available. I don't have another choice. I will have some tequila or some rum. Sure. But, uh, but it's not my, you know, those are not my first choices.
1: <clears throat> oh, I better put that that's that, Yeah, that's that, that, that's 90 proof as well. So, oh, well, that's good. and that that actually helps. Yeah, speak to what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: as, and as my uh, my wife who called me from the liquor store and she said, "Now, do you want me to get this or this?" And I said, "No, don't mess with that one. It's 80 proof. I usually try to. I don't go for anything. It's got to be 90 proof or above, or I just don't mess with it anymore. You know, it's
5: that's, just that's why you need your own still. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs>
0: Listen, I don't care who's listening. If I could do it, I would. I'd put one in the basement. Um, you know, We're—I you know, don't know—we're here, sitting here at the uh, Fifty uh, Cafe, Fifty West Cafe. It's the uh, restaurant uh, right downstairs from the uh, uh, my radio station, from X ninety-six and Broadway Media. Uh, here at Fifty West Broadway, that's Third South in, in Salt Lake, uh, having a little lunch. the Let's go eat show. We're talking to the guys from Beehive Distilling and Sugar House Distillery. Uh, and we're uh, uh, you know just talking about booze, which is always a fun thing to do. Having a little lunch, which uh, everybody uh, has assured me is delicious. Yeah, delicious. Very good. Yeah, very good. good. Uh, and uh, so stop by here, and they have Jack Rabbit Gin on the menu here. On there, we have an extensive drink list, but I don't think we have any Sugar House products. No, we're gonna
4: have to. We're gonna have to leave some business cards. Now, <laughs> is uh,
0: is uh, is your product available in some restaurants around here? Yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah. We're in good portion of the restaurants and bars around town yeah uh
0: it it's a it's a wonderful undertaking i think to distill uh a a product and and make it work here in salt lake city and i think it's pretty surprising i think people are surprised to find out that it's it's a business that's starting to thrive more and more and more um if if people are interested in in finding out if you know if they have a like a desire, they think they want to get into it. My guess is that any of you would be more than happy to talk to them about it.
4: Yeah, we actually do tours. Um, we're still small enough that we try to stop what we're doing when people, are come in and they buy a bottle, and we will literally, you know, show you how the still works, explain it, um, you know, show you how we mill our grain, why we mill our grain, certain textures, different things like that. And so we we kind of enjoy that. We kind of enjoy you know talking with the customers and stuff like Uh, that
0: what's the exact address of sugar
4: house distillery so it's 2212 south west temple in salt lake we're in unit number 14
0: yeah it's kind of you'll you'll find it you just once you see those uh uh, what do you call those those rows of
4: brown industrial like we are an industrial strip mall
0: it's kind of by that peruvian restaurant Del Mar-a-Lago and over Pretty in there. Pretty
4: close to Pat's Barbecue.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be- yep. That's
4: a better landmark.
0: Yep. Yeah. So uh, uh, go down there, and there's some biker place right next yeah, door. Yeah, the Bike Collective. Yeah, the Bike We're Collective. Very close. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's uh, uh, James Fowler. He's the owner and president of Sugar House Distillery. And uh, Eric Robinson, uh, the brewer. And uh, also from Beehive Distilling, we've been talking to uh, uh, Eric Osling, Matt Aller, and Chris Barlow. We covered it all, we, I think. What, what do we need? To, anything else we need to we cover? We can sit here all day. <laughs> you <know>? yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's, a, here's a kind of a practical question. And that I, I think people uh, often wonder this about people who are in the liquor business. Whether they make it or sell it or, you know, have a close association with it in bars or restaurants or anything. <clears throat> they wonder... How do you keep from becoming too intimately involved with your product?
2: I don't know.
5: <laughs> <laughs> don't ask, Chris. <laughs> we, we don't? It's a, it's a very intimate relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I told you I'm out there by myself a lot. That's me hilarious. and the Me and the gin.
0: Have you ever done stand-up? <laughs> You'd be really good at it. Really good at it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's, uh, I guess it's uh, i – I've worked in bars for a, a period of my life, about three or four years. And at a certain point I said, i got to get out of this business. It's going to yeah. eat me alive. I think you have know? to pace yourself. Yeah, you have yeah. To, You just have to be careful. But I, but I bet people sort of wonder that.
4: Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. thinks that we drink all day long. Yeah. Yeah, and we're sampling there all day, but but I, I I'm not positive about this, but I think that we have one of the only jobs in the state of Utah that will allow us to drink on our job.
1: That's probably true. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, they allow you to sample your own product. Right. They yeah. don't. They don't. They don't have somebody uh, standing over you saying, "Well, you have to, <laughs> you have to swish yeah. it and spit it out yeah. or anything like that." No. 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 <laughs> no.
2: no. You don't. This, this is, is where the editing comes in. <laughs>
0: You know, I went to the uh, years ago. I went to the Jack Daniels Distillery in uh, uh, Lynchburg, Tennessee. I mm-hmm. uh, just happened to be in Tennessee and went, you know, went there. And uh, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be exciting. We'll get, you know, we'll see the distillery and I'll we'll, we'll get a sample. And I don't even like Jack Daniels much, but it just, you know, we'll go and we'll get a, a get a sample and all of that. And so we're going around looking at the everything. And I said, well. You know, we get a sample, and they and, and the old guy in the overalls, you know, who's all the tour guides, they have overalls and they talk like, you know, hillbillies. And he said, No, no. well, son, you don't get a sample here. This is a dry county. <laughs> Carroll County is a dry county, eh? What? He said, Yes, yeah, uh, that little shed right there, that's where the revenueers used to stay all the time. <laughs> Always used to be federal revenueers right here on the property. Make sure that they taxed us just right, but then no, we don't drink. You know, you don't get a drink here. There was no place in that damned county where you could buy alcohol. Yeah,
5: that's.
0: E- even though it was the biggest man, it was one of the, was the biggest job provider in yeah. the county. You couldn't, you could not get a drink. It is crazy. It's crazy. It is. <laughs> so people talk about the alcohol laws in Utah. There are crazy alcohol laws everywhere. And it's county by county in Kentucky, too. You know, some counties are dry, some are not. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think it's probably still the same way. Yeah.
4: It's the same way in Texas. <clears throat>
0: yeah. ca- Although now, see, when I was in Texas, that was a long time ago as well, but they had drive-through bars. Yeah. You, you could you could drive through liquor stores like that. You'd drive through... And there would be a lane of traffic or, you know, cars on this side and a lane of cars on this side. They still have those?
4: It, I know in Lu- Louisiana they have the drive-up daiquiris. Yeah. So it's you drive through, like, in a rainbow snow or something like that, and it, it's got a little <laughs> sticker on it that says, uh, please don't drink and drive, and it's yeah. crazy.
0: And I think they've changed the law in Texas, but at that time in Texas, you could drive with an open container. Okay. Or an op- you know, and I you could order a Jack and Coke or a, a, a Jack Daniels on the rocks and you could drive around with it. Yeah. As long as you were not driving erratically, you were legal. You were fine. They say you know, if you're sipping it and you aren't driving bad, you're fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. But I don't think that's the law
1: anymore. <clears throat> it probably shouldn't be. Yeah, no, I <laughs>
0: Well, you know, after careful consideration, I, I believe you're probably right. Uh, do you guys ever see, your uh, being in the alcohol business, do you ever see the uh, alcohol laws in Utah uh, loosening up a little bit? Or? What do you think, you're, James? You guys think I,
4: about? I, I know this year, obviously, I think the Zion Curtain hopefully will go away. I mean, I would think that will happen. Um, there is a law that is going to be put before the legislature of, being able to do tastings at the distilleries and and I, i'm hoping that will happen i know the beer industry is proposing some and i don't know exactly what but i i, I would think it will it will always get better and it'll always get worse i mean that's kind of the way
0: usually it seems like the legislature if they give you something they take something, something away back sometimes you know, yeah seems like yes, it. yeah exactly um, how about expansion um you want to get bigger, and I guess you can, get, you can get a little bigger, and then sometimes maybe you get too big. Or What do you think? you want to get bigger? You? I want to th- sell more. <laughs> you want to sell more? I
2: don't, I don't think we have to get bigger anytime soon. But you,
0: You're big enough to – you can still make enough product to sell more product. Yeah. You're not at capacity. Yeah,
2: and I think that's kind of where we're at is we're balancing the, the production levels with the demand levels and mm-hmm. just trying to
0: – Slow growth. Yeah, mm. good you, slow growth. You, you've still you're you're still at a point where you could make more. Yeah, definitely. And sell more. Yeah. Uh, and Beehive uh, Jackrabbit Gin, it's in uh, all of the state liquor stores. That's yep. the only place you can get it, or you can get it uh, as I just found out
1: here. Uh, you can get it at restaurants uh, around,
0: and you're in several states too, right? Several other yeah, states. Yeah, we're
1: we're in California now. We're selling in Wyoming. Um, we're not listed up there yet, but we're special order. Do you get any, res- do you get any response uh, from those
0: states? Uh, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know what the process is. I guess you, you push it. You go, you go there and say, would you like to carry our product? That's right. And they say okay. And do you, do you have any sense that it's selling well in some of those other places? You don't know? You just you it's, try, you track well, it's,
2: it? Or? It's kind of hard to tell in a lot of them because a lot of the sales from Wyoming, they'll come from somebody who's either been in Utah or mm. through Utah, and they've tried it here. And then they live in Jackson or they live wherever. They go to their bar, and then they ask for it. Then the bar will contact the state of Wyoming, its air control state as well. Then the state will contact us asking for pricing. We give that to them. They give that to the people who ask for gotcha. it. Then if they want it, we sell it to Wyoming, and they ship it to them. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, how about you, James? Are you just in Utah? Yeah, now? we're
4: just in Utah right now. It it is interesting. Every state you get set up in, um, you have a unique process, and 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 so we're just focusing on Utah. We we really want to probably once we go outside of the state, we want to have plenty of product and probably lead with whiskeys, you know, something like that. And yeah. So, um, and you
0: can buy your product at your store in Sugar House. Liquor store only here. Oh, and let, one other quick question. Then we'll go. You can, yeah, go ahead. You I'm can sorry.
4: buy our product also at the Davc stores. So, oh, you can. Yeah, at our store and the Davc, our vodka you can buy at the DABC. Our whiskey, whiskey is only, only sold at at Art of the gotcha. Distillery. Um,
0: what would you? What do you all think? Because you mentioned control store, and that s- sparked the question. Uh, is is there any advantage to privatizing? Because we talk about this. From time to time on our radio show, should we privatize the liquor business here in Utah like it ha- is in other states?
1: I have an opinion. I don't know if we're going to have the same opinion or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would yeah. suggest that people look at Washington State. Um, Washington State privatized, and the push was by major retail outlets, mm-hmm. and it was funded, the, the, the uh, proposal to put it on the ballot was funded by major retail outlets. I was just there. And you were spending between seven and ten dollars more a bottle for spirits. So, more, or, or, more, more, more. It's than it, Utah, it's more like, than Utah. Because what happened there is they not only have the retail markup for distribution; it's a three tier state now, mm-hmm. but it still goes through the state and it's taxed by the state, and the state taxes add up to be considerable. So, while it's tempting to say that you that we would want that, um, I have to think that you have to kind of be careful for what you wish for Mm -hmm. i'm not sure and i don't know and again no please chime in you know yeah
4: that's exactly what i've heard you know a lot of the distilleries actually were very against uh it going privatized they they wanted to keep it uh, controlled as as the distillery side of it
1: costco was the major backer (coughs) and we're not going to be in costco yeah Yeah, we're too small yeah so
0: and you go into costco up in washington and uh I guess the only advantage I can see is you, there, it, accessibility. You know, you can you can just kind of get it quickly, which is probably why it will never happen here. I think Because they don't want it to be as accessible. Oh,
1: that's a good point, too.
4: Yes. I think assortment. I think if if And if, if there's more product. Yeah, I mean, the DABC right now. Um, limits what comes into the state and so we don't get some of the some of the really good products yeah so
0: yeah but then the but then again what you're talking about the upside is we i mean we don't if you get a, a bottle of pappy van winkle here if you can get
3: one oh, yeah
0: it does come in and if you can get oh and you got one i can tell by the you look know, on no your i base. did but <laughs> i've been i've been
4: every single time i'm watching <laughs> right. and I, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you, you know you'll get it here for it's you know it it's only a small – it's a, a fairly small markup as opposed to, you know, $150 a bottle. You'll get it here for $60 a yeah. bottle or whatever it is. So. Yeah, the
4: state has a set markup, and by law, it is it is that set markup. And so they can't – you know, you go up to Wyoming, and sometimes I'll buy – I've never bought anything across the border, but every once in a while uh-huh. I'll buy whiskey up there. When, when you're up there for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and I've noticed um, coming back and looking at it in the in the Utah stores that actually it was less in Utah.
1: In Utah, right. I think that's a common misconception. People mm-hmm. think that we're getting gouged on yeah. on, our, on spirits. Yeah, our- in fact, the, the prices seem to be really in line with California. Idaho, certainly Idaho. Yeah. Washington State, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I
0: guess the only, the uh, one thing, though, I think in other states you will have sales. True. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yes,
1: you will. Yes. You will have sales.
0: You know, Costco wants to move out a bunch of stuff. They'll just knock, knock the price down and yep. sell it.
1: Especially the large bottles like handles, yeah. things like that. yeah, you know, yeah. You'll get better prices. Yeah. yeah. So anyway.
0: Yeah. It's so fun to talk about booze, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, I want to thank all you guys for uh, taking some time. I hope you enjoyed your lunch. Well, you did. You told me you did. We don't need to go over that again. Uh, I want to thank um, uh, the people here at uh, the restaurant in our building, uh, 50 West Cafe. Uh, It's uh, 50 West Broadway or or 3rd South here in Salt Lake. Come in and try it. The food is is really good. Uh, We've been talking to uh, Eric Osling, Matt Aller. It's Aller not Aller, aller, and Chris Barlow, B-A-R-L-O-W, yes. uh, from Beehive Distilling, and uh, from uh, Sugarhouse Distillery, uh, James Fowler, and uh, Eric Robinson, the distiller. Thanks a lot, you guys.
4: Thank you. Yeah. Thank, you. you know, Thank you. It's
0: my favorite topic, alcohol. Remember, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, if you are pouring me a drink, always make mine a double. You know, I miss mini bottles. You know, <laughs> they, they took mini bottles away. Yeah. When they said, oh, you want liquor by the drink? Okay, you can have liquor by the drink.
4: One else. No more mini bottles. Yeah. Uh, I miss them. Did, did you guys hear at the last JBC mm-hmm. meeting, Jay got up and uh, said he was going to ask to actually produce a mini bottle? No. Yeah. Interesting. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Oh, that's interesting. That. Yeah. I'd
0: love to still be able to buy them. Yeah. Anyway.